Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast. We're your happy hosts, Amy and Madeline, best friends who work hard and hustle harder. We believe to be happy and healthy in your work, you need to be happy and healthy in your life. We combine health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of normal people with inspiring lives. From leading entrepreneurs to athletes, models and artists, Together, we delve deep into their journey to success to find out why health and well-being is at the core of their philosophy. Whether you're looking for advice and guidance for leading your best life, an engaging, easy-to-digest pep talk, or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers Podcast is your go-to for kicking ass in work and play. Graceful, warm, and incredibly inspiring are just a few ways to describe today's guest. At 29 years of age, Jess Eppel has well and truly made her mark on the health and wellbeing industry. An avid foodie, Jess's passion lies in giving her global community recipes, advice, and knowledge that help them flourish. A clinical nutritionist, best-selling author, and founder of JS Health, her global online community that was created after overcoming her negative and toxic relationship with food. This week, Jess released her JS Health app, which is the world's first online nutrition clinic. The app allows you to have a nutritionist in your pocket and provides access to whole food recipes, meal plans, health advice, and qualified nutritionists for as little as $3 per week. Welcoming us into her stunning Lightfield Sydney home, we chatted about her journey from fad dieter to health food guru, embracing self-love and the delicious, easy meals that all our hustlers need to know. Hi Jess and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I'm really well. It's the most beautiful day in Sydney. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. It is. We're very excited to be here as well. The sunshine is definitely on our side. It's streaming in. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for having us in your home. It's absolutely beautiful. We Aww. love being here. Thank you so much. So happy to have you. Now let's kick off by hearing about one thing that most people wouldn't know about you. Probably that I hate shopping for clothes. Maybe I'm like one of the only females in the world. This just does not appeal to me. My sisters are like, let's go shopping. And I'm like, that's like my, not my ideal day at all. I just have never, ever, ever been that into it. And it's very weird. One of the only females in the world, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, there you go. Now we've got it on record. <laughs> I yes. like that. Yeah. Today, you're a nutritionist, a best-selling author, a wellness coach, a blogger, and the founder of JS Health. Can you take us back and shed a little light on your experiences that led you to this path? Yes. Well, this was a real accident. Um, I just wanted to be a nutritionist in private practice. Um, I studied a Bachelor of Health and then Nutritional Medicine. And then I just wanted to be in private practice. And what happened was in my fourth year of study, I um, started a blog and the blog basically turned into a brand and the brand turned into a business. But Really, this was not an easy journey for me. At 13, I discovered dieting and I developed a really complex relationship with food in my body. I think I, my body was changing from puberty and I started feeling really insecure about my body and I, for some reason, somehow discovered dieting. I don't think it was through those trashy magazines. And this really led me down a very dangerous path of restrictive eating, 
bad dieting, negative body image. Um, so from the age of 13, I became a fad, chronic fad dieter. And this went on for years and years and years. And then after school, I went off to study a Bachelor of Health. I was still very disconnected from my body at that time. Um, you know, when you're a dieter, you're living off skinny foods. I was li- living off Diet Coke and cans of tuna and artificial sweeteners and skinny yogurt, diet yogurt, <laughs> diet jelly. I remember sitting in my car in the mornings before school with my diet jelly and diet yogurt and black coffee to keep me full, inverted commas. So <laughs> it was just a really, I just had developed this torturous relationship with myself and being skinny really was my goal in life. It's so sad to say that, but the number on the scale really started to define my self-worth. Um, and I just developed this really sad relationship with myself the worst thing about being a fad dieter for so many years is that I really disconnected from my body I was not in tune with my body at all and I was so afraid of food like so afraid of carbs so afraid of protein so afraid of fats like if you're a fad dieter you you try every single diet so what happens is every diet is different and every diet tells you to remove some important food group so by the end of trying them all you're so afraid of food and you've just developed this really toxic relationship with your body because food can control you in such a negative way and it just leads down this really vicious cycle of bad dieting then binge eating then emotional eating you're like it's just this terrible cycle which breaks your relationship with yourself and then so I did my bachelor of health and then in my then I went off to do two years of nutritional medicine and in my fourth year of study that's when I started writing a blog about my journey it was a very raw honest journey and I was doing it purely for myself the blog was on private for five months It was like a, it was just an online. It was blogspot.com. I don't know if you guys remember that. And it was just a journey, a diary, where I was documenting my transition from being this fad dieter to slowly healing my relationship with food because I was in therapy at the time, trying to deal with why I had developed this toxic relationship with food in my body in the first place. And also, I was studying nutrition and starting to learn about the importance of food and the healing nature of foods. And so I would go home after my studies and make small changes to become more of a balanced eater. And I remember actually in my fourth year of study making a commitment to myself to give, give up fad dieting. And so I started documenting this. And after four months, my husband took a look at it and just said, I think this is really powerful because I was being very real and honest about my journey. And he said, you have to make this live. I think a lot of women will relate to you. And I remember looking, I made it live, and one week later I had like 20,000 people wow. coming to the blog, and it just showed me I wasn't, I was not alone with mm-hmm. this, that so many women were just connecting to my story, and that's what Jay's Health is, and it still remains to be that way. Jay's Health is a place where people come and feel supported. Mm-hmm. They're not alone in their journey, and that's how I want to keep it forever, just a place where women can come and feel supported by me and everyone mm-hmm. else in the community. That's great because I'm sure if you had a community when you're at that age and you started with your toxic relationship with yeah. food, you pro- you might not have you know gotten into such a bad place yeah, with exactly. Self-love. I wish as a young teenage girl I had the support that a lot of my Jay's Health community girls have now, and that's honestly like has remained my pure intention throughout mm. this journey. Is I always think of my little 13 year old self, and I just was wanting and wishing I had someone to tell me well, it is okay or I feel the same or you're not alone and just someone to guide me through a more balanced life because I was this fad dieter and no one around me was really guiding me in the right direction and so I remember when I started writing the blog that was my absolute intention oh my gosh imagine if other girls will not feel alone anymore and that's really has not changed. Yeah, well, we're the same age and I remember back to when I was 13 and I went through a similar experience probably not as in depth with 
having you know a bit of an eating disorder with yeah. the, I did go through a lot of fad diets but I just didn't really know myself yeah. or love myself yeah, I, I don't think and that's that's a big part of yeah, it you, I, I definitely stopped loving myself absolutely sure. and there wasn't the information out there at the time to like JS Health to really guide young women to go on the right path yeah with- and just to eat with a sense of balance and that your relationship with food is as important as eating your greens and eating a healthy meal yeah. like it starts with the love that you have for your body because when you have that foundation of love the healthy life becomes much easier yeah that's really beautiful so you were born in South Africa and moved to Australia at 13 yeah. and you openly mention how your mum is still one of the most wholesome, wonderful cooks that you know, 100%. which is amazing. What influence do you think that this had on your life? Oh, huge. I mean, she really, like our home was this home of just healthy, delicious, delicious, abundant food, like growing up, just watching her cook. And she has actually always had the most beautiful relationship with food. She's such a balanced eater. So it's incredibly, it's interesting that I developed such a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. with food. But as you said, at the age of 13, I immigrated. So that was a major trigger, having to move countries, make new friends, being being in a new school. So there's always a trigger for disordered eating or having a toxic relationship with food in your body. But my mom is the best cook I'll ever know. (laughs) And she really just taught me how to eat and how to cook with such ease. You know, she gets into the kitchen, she still works full time, she comes in at 6.30 p.m. and whips up the most delicious, wholesome meal in 30 minutes. And that's, that's, that's why I'm so grateful because Jay's Health is known for quick, mm-hmm. easy, simple recipes and it's because of her that I know how to do that, that I can finish work myself at 6.30 these days yeah. and 20 minutes later I do have a fuss-free but delicious meal and I always say, you can still be a foodie and be healthy. Like I am a foodie. I love food and I'm not willing to compromise on taste. And I'm really, that's like the mission I'm on with JS Health and especially with the JS Health app that's coming out this week is I really want everyone to see how easy and delicious the healthy food can be. Well, I must say thanks to your mum then because your recipes inspire a lot of my cooking. Oh, so, so I love them and I love that you share because I've got your books, but also that you share them on Instagram because I'll sometimes just be at work yes. and I'm just like, oh, what am I going to cook? Oh. And then I look, I see your Instagram. I actually used your miso. Um, oh, the dressing. Yeah, the dressing the oh, other day. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I'm I was, so glad. It was so funny because I was in the supermarket the night before and I've just been like craving miso, but I, I just have never Salt. really cooked with it. And I was looking at it in the like Asian section mm. and I was like, oh, I should buy this. I'll find a recipe and then I popped up. Yeah, literally the next day I saw your recipe with the green oh, with the I greens and then say, I was like, I'm gonna use that recipe. The dressing honestly, tonight. feedback like that when I see people actually because I I put up a recipe, I have no idea who's making it, who's mm. not, and I, sometimes people tag me and I see their creations, but I don't know the impact that my recipes can have on people. So hearing yeah. that that you actually that day were able to make a healthy sauce yeah. for your husband <laughs> and yourself and like that really is what inspires me and motivates me to keep creating jay's health recipes it makes me so happy oh good i'm glad because i yeah i honestly use them all the time i love it and it is it's quick and easy and and it's it's food that i already eat and have in the fridge Mm. so it's not like i have to rush to the supermarket to buy it all or i have to google what it is or anything like that we don't have time australian Mm. women are so hard working we balance so much and i don't have time you don't have time and Mm -hmm. i really really empathize and understand women who lack time yes. especially at the stage of my career I really can relate so mm-hmm. 
I really just want to make it simple for people. And that's definitely my mission with yeah. JS Health. I know that I've been struggling myself with exactly that. I've got yeah. two kids yeah. and lacking time to come home and we do finish work at, as you said, 6.30 at night. I'm going to make a really conscious effort to have a look at your recipes and start <laughs> because I, I, it's just actually then getting on the computer and having a look and, and having a cookbook there in front of me. I'm well, gonna, now you'll have my app. Yes, that's right. So you can have it right in your pocket. That is so amazing. <laughs> be much I'm easier. definitely going to get your app and um, I'll report back and, yeah, and let you know how I'm going. Good. I'd love, like, that's my heaven, just to see how people can, you know, create healthy food um, from Jay's Health Recipes and just start to love it and start to experiment in the kitchen and get excited about the healthy life. Oh, that's awesome. So after experiencing a toxic relationship with food and realizing that you needed to make some change, what were the first steps that you took towards your health? Yeah. Well, number one for me was giving up dieting. Like I remember making a commitment to myself. I need to stop. I need to stop this vicious cycle of restriction and deprivation. I could see how badly I was treating my body as a fat diet. I'd given up all those major food groups, fats, carbs, proteins. I was so afraid of everything. And I remember actually, I used to go to a dietitian and who would weigh me and tell me I was this many grams over for the week. And it was just, I remember saying, I would rather be like a few heavy kilos overweight than ever have to go to a dietitian and be weighed again or ever have to be on another diet Mm -hmm. again. I remember coming to a point of, I can't do this anymore. And it's not worth living like this because food was controlling me in a really negative way. And my obsession with my weight was stopping me from living and loving Mm -hmm. myself. So the number one for me was giving up dieting and then actually just committing to balance in my mind, you know, and just saying, you know what, Jess, I'm gonna give you permission to eat these foods with joy and starting to slow down and eat mindfully and consciously and actually enjoy my eating experience. Like I started experimenting again in the kitchen. Like I was so lucky that I was brought up in this home where food was celebrated. And so I saw, I had a glimpse of that growing up. So I wanted to come back to that. And so I started experimenting again with all these beautiful whole foods in the kitchen and seeing how delicious healthy food could be. Because as a fair dieter, food is very bland and tasteless and you know, you're eating skinny foods. I've forgotten how delicious healthy food can, could be. Um, so experimenting in the kitchen and also really taking care of my stress levels and sleep was a big one for me. I was living on adrenaline. Um, my cortisol levels were through the roof and I remember also having very erratic sleep. So taking care of my stress and my sleep allowed me to transform my body because when you get enough sleep and your stress is under control you make healthier choices and you have a better relationship with your body so that and just removing the pressure that I was placing on myself as a young girl um, to do it all perfectly and let go of that perfection absolutely and you mentioned before that you started to see a therapist Mm. as well to help you through the journey do you think that made a big impact I was in therapy for 10 years wow yeah Yeah. every single week for 10 years so definitely because there was a lot of pain I think immigrating from South Africa and so um, I just wanted to really understand where that pain came from and just going every week and being able to deal with it really does heal your relationship with food because Mm -hmm that pain can come out in your relationship with food. So seeing a therapist was just the support that I needed. And that's why I always say there's no shame in asking for help Mm -hmm. and getting the support you need. You know, we really don't need to do this all alone. We have to ask for help. 
Yeah, absolutely. And now you touched on balance. Can you give us a little insight into what balance means to you? Because I guess yeah. it's probably a bit of a loose term or a hard term to define. And I know a lot of people say to me like, well, what is work-life balance or mm. what is a balanced diet? And so what is it to you and yeah. how would you describe it? I think it's not what people think. I think Firstly, I don't know if balance exists with work. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to the point where I'm not even sure. But when it comes to food, it means giving up on perfection, yeah. letting go of the pressure to do it all perfectly. It means mm-hmm. eating well most of the time, yes. but then allowing there to be a 20% of flexibility and indulgence in moderation. Yeah. It means committing to the healthy life most of the time, but then forgiving yourself when you just simply can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It means eating with joy, sitting down to every meal and having positive thoughts as opposed to negative thoughts. Um, balance means eating because you want to because it makes you feel good Um, eating well because you love your body so much that that's just an act of self-love so that is balance to me I actually do not strive to have a perfect diet I don't strive to eat well all the time I eat well to feel good and then I also eat for my mind so I go out on a Saturday night and enjoy a beautiful dinner out at a restaurant and have some wine and dessert um, that to me is a balanced life. And then I, on Monday, I'm so excited to eat my beautiful whole foods, my Jay's health way of eating because it makes me just feel good and energized. And when you feel good and energized, you can do everything you want to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I love so much about the healthy life is that it gives me the energy to live my best life. Yes. Yeah, I really like that because I think the 20% rule not I don't want to call it a rule but that way of thinking has Mm. been a bit of a game changer for me I personally like when I really started investing in like healthy eating like I've always had a pretty balanced lifestyle but I guess going to uni and you know those years Mm. of not having much money like I was just like my diet was kind of the thing that went to the wayside and I didn't really care but then now like I'm really conscious of what I put in my body and but I think for a while there I probably was like, oh, if I'm going to be healthy, I need to do it all the time. And I would feel guilty when I would like get hot chips or which are like my biggest downfall in life. Um, You know, and I'd only eat like raw chocolate and I wouldn't let us have normal chocolate Mm. in the fridge. And all of a sudden I was like, hang on, I'm actually obsessing over this Mm. too much that it's becoming stressful, which is like even worse for my body. And I think, Mm. yeah, really now thinking about it that, Mm. you know, during the week I just try to be as clean as I can because Mm. and I actually love eating like that and I feel so good but then it's fine if we're out on a weekend and we're being social and I'm drinking red wine and eating pizza like that is the healthy life honestly like being obsessed Mm. with the healthy life is in fact not healthy yes Yes. being extreme with your Mm -hmm. diet is not healthy and does lead to a lot of stress in the mind and body as I always say, the healthy life does not mean the perfect life. Yes. Yeah, does not that. mean perfect eating, perfect exercise routines, perfect, perfect, perfect. It's the absolute opposite. It's like the people who I know have the most wholesome relationship with food. Just no. The people I know who have a good relationship with food in their bodies are those ones who are able to really find that balance of, yes, eating well, being in tune with their appetite, eating according to their their body's needs. Mm-hmm. But then absolutely indulging and being flexible with food but also in a in a way that makes them so happy i think we what happens is when you become restrictive with food or obsessed with a healthy life you lose so much joy in that eating experience and i think orthorexia really is this obsession with the healthy life that is very very toxic and i think a lot of young girls are really really struggling with that and i absolutely struggled with that too 
You literally just nailed exactly what this podcast is about. It's exactly that. It's living a healthy lifestyle in the right way. Yes. And that is just zero guilt. Yeah. Zero guilt, joy, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just having a really beautiful relationship with your body. And yeah. that's the number one thing that we all have to start with. That That's the start of the healthy life is reconnecting to yourself yes and as women it's very easy to disconnect from our bodies and ourselves and there's so much body hate um, and so much comparison Mm -hmm. and we just have to come back within like we're listening to everyone else we're watching everyone else we're comparing to everyone else and as a result of that we've stopped connecting to our own beautiful bodies and so we have to come back within and remember that what works for me also does not work for you Mm -hmm. we're also biochemically unique and so really tuning back into that and nourishing those needs and, and, and really having respect for our bodies and how hard they work for us. It's yeah. time to give it some love back. Absolutely. And I like that you touch on finding what works for you because like I know my body, like I love carbohydrates. Like I love, you know, mm. having lots of carbs, whether my fiance does not like eating carbs during the week at yeah. all. And it's so it's like, that's fine, but we've just got to work. Yeah. still cater to what works best exactly. for both of us because as soon as I cut that out of my diet I just feel so tired mm, and yeah that's, that's so. incredible that you can connect to how mm-hmm. food makes I think that's really a big um if you're about to start this journey it's really connecting to how foods make you feel mm-hmm. but with not so much judgment just with awareness yes so when you when you eat carbs you feel good when you mm-hmm. eat this you feel good or when you eat that you don't feel so good so being in touch with how foods make you feel is such a big part of a healthy life and yes that everyone is different like for me when I eat wheat and gluten I just get really tired it, mm. and it doesn't mean I don't eat wheat and gluten on a Saturday for breakfast I go out and have my sourdough toast but I know that I will be a little bit more tired. So just being aware of the consequence of different foods. I go out on a Saturday night and drink wine and have dessert, but I will be probably much more tired the next day. Um, So just being aware of different foods and how they make you feel is an incredibly important part of this life. Yeah. So for all the hustlers listening that might find cooking a bit of a chore, what would be your favorite go-to quick and easy dinner? Hmm. Well, last night I literally made cauliflower pizza in 10 minutes because oh, no. Sunday night is pizza night in this house. Um, honestly, just a one-pan dinner, which I've been mm. making almost every night. Either I do grilled fish or grilled chicken. So I put the, the protein in the middle of the pan and then I cover, I cover vegetables around it. So vegetables all around the outskirts of the protein, sweet potato, broccoli, cauliflower, whatever, beans, drizzle over olive oil, salt, spices and that's a healthy meal yeah so one pan because i think the washing up of all the different pots and pans can really put you off um i try or otherwise i just do one big thing in a in a in a wok you know whether it's a stir fry or jsl cauliflower rice or jsl fried rice with some chicken or fish or eggs you know really keeping it so simple I think I should start trying that one because I am the worst. I have so many pots and pans. Oh, I know. And just try one pan oh, dinner. They're so, so easy. My fiance will thank you for that because our rule is whoever cooks, the other one has to do the washing up. Same. And I usually shotgun cooking, so he always has to do the washing up. Well, my up. husband does not know how to cook even an egg, basically. So he does the washing up. That's awesome. Yeah, the kitchen definitely looks like a bomb site after I cook. (laughs) And my my husband is so methodical and he will wash each plate or every pan as he goes along. And he looks at the kitchen and he's like, oh my goodness, Amy. You're bummed. Yeah, but I really, really love the idea of the one pan. I do that sometimes with slow cooked meals. That's great. Um, That's where I kind of 
excel is with a slow cooked meal. I pop it in the morning and I come home and it's ready. Oh, and I feel like my life is on track when I have dinner ready when we get home. And then leftovers, like you can make extra dinner and then you have extra for lunch the next day. That's yeah, the big thing that I do. That's awesome. So we want to shift gears a little and focus on self-love because this is also something that you're incredibly passionate about. What are some ways that you tone down your inner critic when she's firing? Yeah. Well, I think you've got to identify what your triggers are and we all get triggered. So often it's social media, scrolling on social media. So I have big boundaries with that. I don't follow anyone that triggers any sort of comparison within me. I do not check social media as I wake up in the morning and I switch it off at 6 p.m. every single night. So I think setting boundaries with social media is a huge one. I think just connect, like prioritizing connecting to my body. So for me, it's time in solitude. It's yoga. Yoga is the best way for me to connect to my body in a, in a beautiful way and just spending time with myself. So doing something for myself every day. So sometimes I just spend t- 10 to 20 minutes in the JSL stress-free zone, just legs up against the wall or practicing yoga in my bedroom or just having a cup of tea and finding stillness. So when I connect to myself, my inner critic decreases. So, so often that, that voice comes up when we aren't so connected um, and we've disconnected in some way and we're very attached to the exterior and we're not very much taken care of within. So yoga, solitude, social media boundaries. So do you find that when you have that solitude and the quiet time that that's when your creative ideas come out and that's when yeah you you find that gold and you go that's my next direction that's what, what I'm meant to yes. be doing when I come in to myself and I find that solitude and stillness I all my creative juices flow my relationship with myself improves I'm excited for life I'm motivated I think we are so busy as females in this world and we're just doing so much we're juggling so much we don't prioritize taking care of ourselves and we have to make that a priority even if it's just a few minutes a day um just coming back within doing something for ourselves um because it does have a ripple effect on everything else in our lives um so i definitely noticed that that time in solitude really makes a huge difference to how i feel in my everyday life yeah when i don't have that quiet time my life starts to feel out of control and that's probably my biggest focus at the moment is to ensure that I get that time to myself because like you, I find that that's when I have real direction in my life and purpose is when I stop and it's just self-reflection really and just time to be still. Mm. And that really will have an impact on your relationship with food. When you're starting to disconnect from your body, you will start to see that show up in your relationship with food. You'll start to get more anxious at meal times, or more restrictive as a form of control or dealing with anxiety and stress in your life. You know, it always shows up in our relationship with food. So by taking care of yourself and spending time with yourself in a positive way, you'll see that that will actually impact your relationship with food in a positive way. Yeah, that's great. And do you practice positive affirmations as well? Yes, every single day. That's a huge, it's become like a mantra in my mind, like everything that I want to visualize in my life or just have to say like they've become a very natural part of the way my brain works so i i'm such a big believer in visualization Mm -hmm. and powerful my thoughts are in my everyday life and Mm -hmm. sometimes what you um believe and what you think actually becomes your reality yeah so making sure that i speak to myself with kindness and that if i have 
um, goals for myself and my work that they are all in they are all said in positive affirm in posit in a positive tone and with positive affirmations. Yeah, I really like that you touch on that because I've it's something that I've focused a lot more on lately. Yeah, and it's funny I've actually been doing it more when I'm working out as well. I've always told myself that like I can't do cardio, I can't run. Yeah. And my body like thrives on Pilates and stuff, which I really enjoy. But at the same time, I'm like, I, why am I telling myself I can't run? Mm. You can run. You can do all Because your body these. believes it. When you tell yourself exactly. you can't do something, your body and your whole body starts to believe it. So it's yes. so important um, to have positive affirmations in your life and taking that negative and creating a positive mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. But I do also do that with my work. So like I stick my my goals or I guess in inverted commas positive affirmations all around my house and little secret spots and they look gentle reminders so I have one near my mirror in my bathroom Mm -hmm. all the little things um that I know help me form a healthy relationship with myself but also just goals and visions for my everyday life um are stuck all around my house so I can any time of self-doubt like they're in front of me and my Mm -hmm. my brain and my mind actually starts to believe what is in front of me you know And it is like you are believing exactly what you're telling yourself. Like I know now after Pilates, like I'll go and hop on the treadmill and I'll set myself like, you know, how many Ks I want to run. And the whole time, instead of focusing on, oh, I'm feeling sore, I'm getting puffed. I just keep telling myself like, feel how strong you feel. Like feel how far you, you know, you're going so far. And just keep reminding myself of that instead of, and switching that negative yeah, to negative positive. from like, oh, you're sore, you're puffed out, like you can't do this kind of thing. And That's exactly. Yeah, it's really helped so much. So for anyone listening, like when you do have those moments of self-doubt, mm-hmm. you just have to swap it to a positive. And at first it feels like you faking it, and, but you just sometimes have to fake it until you make Absolutely. it. Like you just swap that negative, doubtful thought to a positive one. And over time that becomes mm-hmm. actually a habit. Um, and you, and then suddenly you're just speaking in positive terms all the time and you don't let yourself have that. Like, obviously it's important to allow yourself to have those negative moments and those negative thoughts. That's part of life, but having them all the time will definitely have a big impact on the direction that your life is going or your relationship with yourself and yes. food. So you can have positive affirmations at meal times, which is a big one because so many of us sit down to our meals and say, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Oh my God, is this going to be, is this going to make me thin or fat or how many calories in this? Oh my God, are there too many carbs in this? Is there too much fat in this? Like sitting down to every meal and saying, thank you for this food in front of me. This food in front of me is going to nourish me and energize me. I'm so lucky to have this food in front of me. Just little things like that really helps you to form a healthy relationship with food yeah that's awesome so your career is absolutely booming at the moment and you're about to launch an app and you've got an exciting move to the state soon which we think is really inspiring (laughs) thank you and you do that whilst you work from home do you find it hard to have that work-life balance in the house well my as you I don't know if you saw my office is in front of my house so it's a little bit separate but of course I mean I have to be honest, I think when you're starting your own career and you you have your own business, it does become your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually coming to the point where I'm accepting that now. Mm-hmm. I know that I don't have that much balance because my dream for Jay's Health is too big yeah. and I care too much about my community and I want to give them the best. And if, But at the same time, I really do make sure that I take care of myself, have early nights, I take breaks when I need to, I, you know, book in a holiday when I'm incredibly mentally fatigued and exhausted and I have a lot of support around me. But at the same time, Jay's health is my life and I live and breathe it. And um, 
it's just the way it is. And it is hard having everyone work from the front of my home. But I'm also grateful because I wake up and I'm just so excited to jump into the day's health life and work. Um, and that is the only way that I'm going to achieve what I need to achieve. That's awesome. And so do, are you big on scheduling your days as well? So having a look and, and having your personal time in your calendar and also your work time. Do you yes. take, make sure that you take time out to see your friends to yeah. make you feel like you do have that separation sometimes? I am a very organized person. So I have a lot of structure throughout my work day. I switch everything off. So once I do finish work, which is normally at 7, 7.30, everything is then switched off. I'm not one of those people. You'll never, ever find me on emails, scrolling on my phone past eight o'clock. So I have boundaries. Um, but, you know, this weekend I had to work a little bit, but then I'll make sure that I take the afternoon off and see some friends or book in a massage or go for a walk. And I try to go for a walk in nature before or after work. So my morning and nighttime routines have a huge impact on my everyday life. They give me balance. So I always start my day with a morning routine, healthy, exciting, beautiful morning routine. So this morning I woke up at seven o'clock or quarter to seven, went straight to yoga. Then I go to my local coffee shop, get my coffee. I do a little walk in nature, have my Jay's Health breakfast, chia pudding this morning. And then I can start my day on a beautiful note. Hustle, 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 <laughs> hustle. And then I finish it at 7, 7.30 and I have a beautiful nighttime routine. So I make um, dinner for my husband and I. And then I have an Epsom salt bath or a lavender bath. Switch every single piece of technology off. And then I light a candle. I read a book. I watch my favorite TV show. And so I have, a, I have those those beautiful things to look forward to. And, and doing that, I can work. I always say to my husband, if I have those those things in place the morning and nighttime routine I can do whatever I need to do during the day I can hustle and work so so hard but I think if I didn't have boundaries and I kept working till midnight I would not be able to perform the way I do people say that I do work incredibly efficiently so when I am working I'm really really working and it's because I I have to have those boundaries and when I have those boundaries it just makes everything better yeah I totally agree with the morning routine because that's something for me like now that my days are a bit more flexible and I'm probably planning my own schedule a bit mm. more, it's something that's definitely um, become very important for yeah. me. And I know the mornings that I get up, we've got a beautiful botanical gardens near us. Oh, and the mornings that I get up and just put on my active wear and go straight there and do a few laps, like, you know, I'll just look around and I'll smile and I don't even have music or anything. I just really take yes. it all in. My day is just different. so completely different. Absolutely. I go back home and I'm just so excited and happy mm. and like full of life and just ready to tackle the day. 100%. And so anyone listening, I think it's very hard to prioritize it. Mm. Like it becomes, you just end up saying, oh, I, I, I'll just be, I'll, instead I'll just be at home and just do all those little errands. And then mm. you put aside that self-care time, but that it really has an impact on your everyday motivation and has an impact on your joy. Yes. And it has an impact on just the way that you move through your day. So just trying a week mm. of creating a beautiful morning and nighttime routine see how that feels and see how much more motivated and joyful you feel um, and it doesn't have to be long periods it can be 20 minutes mm. in the morning and 20 yes. minutes at night don't try and overwhelm yourself with doing oh my god a whole one and a half hour <laughs> yeah. morning and nighttime routine just 20 minutes can set you up and I always say you make healthier choices when you have those beautiful starts and ends to the day you actually make better better food choices yeah I couldn't agree more and I, like I focus on because definitely the hour or hour and a half 
first thing in the morning is way too hard no. for me. So I focus on at least an hour every day, but that can be broken up. Yeah. So if it's a 10 minute, sometimes I'll only literally go for my walk for 10 or 15 yeah, minutes. That's and enough. then I'll be like, okay, well, I'll switch off the computer yeah. at 5.30 and go for another walk or go to Pilates. Or and I have to something. say like my morning routine definitely gives me the energy to make those healthy like if I don't start my day on a good note I find myself feeling hungrier craving more sugar needing that second coffee like it's just my body craving more self-care and don't you just think the spark in your heart as well when you have that time in the morning you just feel the joy as you said before you feel happy and in control of your life and motivated yeah 100% and also my morning um, time is my is also a big part of my visualization for my work I wake up and I really visualize my end goals and visualize my dream for JS Health and it gets me all very excited. <laughs> I often do that while I'm on a walk with music. <laughs> Such a nice way to actually dream. Like I actually use my mornings to, to manifest yeah. my dream life. Definitely. That's awesome. Now we just have a few final questions before we wrap up today's lovely chat. What does success mean to you? I think waking up and being able to do what I love really like waking up and not every day is great not every day feels amazing but majority of the time waking up with a sense of purpose and passion has to be the new definition of success mm-hmm. and what would you say has been your greatest lesson so far like I think what I've learned is just over the years is that I, I always am so hard on myself am I doing enough am I doing enough but I actually need to, when I do recognize that I'm doing enough, um, I see it. I see the results in that. Like I can see the way that Jay's Health is helping people. And actually, sometimes we just need to take a moment to see, to yeah. see it, to see. We don't give ourselves enough time and attention to actually see what we're doing is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I've been taking a lot of time to reflect on what I've done and what I'm doing and then that just feels so good and and just I think that's the biggest lesson is like we are actually doing enough yeah that is awesome I'm really happy that you touched on that because that's been something I know I've mentioned it in another podcast but that was probably where I found the biggest shift in my life and probably got me onto the path of where I actually feel so happy and Mm. content and passionate about what I'm doing was because I allowed myself that time to actually reflect and to be really proud of where I was and to stop... I think, you know, You're always pushing for more and more. Yeah, more. yeah, always. And it's always, you know, that next job title or that mm. next side project or that, you know, you're always striving for more and more and more instead of actually just sitting back and thinking, hang on, my 16 year old self would honestly be so proud. Be so proud of you. She would be yeah. like, as if you are doing all of that. No, like, isn't that and amazing? So just, yeah. And That's I, what I've definitely been doing lately is just 100% giving myself a little bit more recognition yes. and as women we just don't know how to do that very well yes. like we just are so good at saying more 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 what's next I'm not doing enough I need to do more like no I think we're doing enough I really do and I think we're also just doing the best that we can definitely yeah and like I'm not sure what your husband is like but I'm sure he's the same as um, my partner in this respect I think males can be quite um, you know they pave their path and they really know where they want to go and yeah. like my fiance is very much like he's always on and he knows exactly where he wants to take his business and and you know he's achieved a lot for our age and I think sometimes that used to make me it was a huge motivation but at the same time it was sometimes Pressure. a bit scary yeah because I was like oh hang on 
am I keeping up with him and am I mm. doing enough to support our family and do all of that? And well, that's another thing. Yeah, but then the moment that I actually stepped back and reflected on where I was at and what I was doing, I started to understand where I wanted to be and now all of a sudden I'm like, yeah. okay, it's not necessarily about keeping up or you know making as much money as him or that but like me being able to be happy and passionate about what Mm. I'm doing and proud of where I am and it actually brings more abundance to your career when you stop and recognize all the good Mm -hmm. and all the work and all the the all the things that you have achieved somehow it creates this ripple effect of attracting more Mm -hmm. more good more abundance more opportunity whereas if you're constantly saying yourself I need more and look at this person look what they achieving look what they have it actually just puts you down that really dangerous path of comparison that actually often leads to lack you feel you're in a constant state of lack you don't have enough you don't have what what someone else has that whole thing just really is not very healthy Um, so just more recognition that we're doing enough well when you're feeling very grateful for where you are in your life and who you are I think you're putting positive energy out yes. into the world and that's when I feel positive Definitely. positivity is reflected back to you. And you also attract such beautiful positive people who are going to uplift you and actually just bring you opportunity. You know, if you're living in a constant state of negativity, you're probably going to attract people and situations that are not going to benefit you. Absolutely, that's awesome. So I'm really excited to ask you this one. What? <laughs> but what would you say the best meal you've ever eaten is? Ooh, I had one the other night. I was in Brisbane at this restaurant. Like for me, honestly, an ideal meal is like amazing (laughs) slow cooked lamb or a grilled piece of fish with delicious green vegetables and roasted Brussels sprouts are like weirdly like my obsession. (laughs) Um, A glass of good organic red wine. But are you asking for a particular meal in time? Yeah, just a meal. A meal for me, it would be probably like I don't know, my J's health cauliflower pizza. (laughs) But honestly, if I go out to a restaurant, like a beautiful piece of fish with Mm -hmm. amazing sautéed greens and crispy Brussels sprouts um, is like my ideal meal. Yum. Thank you so much for being with us today and taking the time to chat to us. I feel like we got so much out of that conversation and I know that the people that are listening to this podcast will too. You've got such a beautiful life of positivity and love and you've got such a big dream and we can't wait to see where you go with it and follow your career because I can see, well, we can see you doing such amazing things in the world. So thank you so much. I really loved it. Thanks so much for being here. Thank Thank you. you. Gorgeous. Imagine having a nutritionist in your pocket. Well, now you can with the JS Health app. The JS Health app provides you with all the tools you need to become your happiest, healthiest self. With easy to follow nutrition guides, simple healthy meals and daily lifestyle tips to make the healthy life effortless. You can text a nutritionist from anywhere, anytime and you have access to 52 exclusive nutritionist created guides specifically designed to solve your health problems like gut health, stress management, weight balance, sugar cravings, and more. Are you ready for more balance in your life? Download the app now via the App Store or check the link in our show notes. We'd love to hear your feedback and the guests that you would like to hear from. So please feel free to send us a direct message via our Instagram page at The Healthy Hustlers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe so you can keep up to date with our new episodes each week. 
For a dose of weekly happy, healthy news, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website at thehealthyhustlers.com. Until next week, make sure that you're investing in yourself to keep the hustle healthy.